Hey Super Friends and welcome to the 35th episode of the Get Your Comic Con podcast. We are here to talk to you all about things comic books, film, TV, computer games, pop culture, cosplay, conventions, anything else you can think of? Everything really. We're here every fortnight-ish, lockdown dependent. But this week, we are going to be doing something slightly different. But before we tell you about that, I need to tell you about me. I am your regularly scheduled host, Neil, and I am joined by my usual boy, Wonder Martin. Say hello, Martin. Hello, Martin. So, today is day 4,972 of lockdown here in London, so we thought we would do something slightly different. So if you're listening to us on SoundCloud or Spotify or any of the the usual haunts, you may want to stop this podcast and head over to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash getyourcomicon, because we're doing something which hopefully will work in audio, but is also slightly more visual this week, in that we are playing Cryptozoic's DC Deck Builder. We are also, yes, we're just, for those of you who are watching, you can see the box here on the table. Uh... We're also going to be updating you on a few news stories from the last couple of weeks and having a chat about Warner Brothers' new animated movie, Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge, that we recently watched. So, before we start the game, uh, Cryptozoic are um, they're, they're a company who specialise in card-based board games. There's a whole series of DC deck builders from them. Uh, we're going to be playing the, uh, the basic standard edition which features the the new 52 era justice league so superman batman cyborg green lantern wonder woman aquaman and flash there are a whole bunch of add-ons to this game including teen titans uh there's a crisis type one who else we got we got forever evil which ties into the event which was also from new 52 uh can you think of any more uh we've got there's Heroes and Villains, there's an Arrowverse version. There is an Arrowverse version. Uh, there is also a classic uh, Justice League Super Friends cartoon version, which is slightly separate to this one. And very soon they are also releasing a new Dark Knight's Metal deck builder based on, I was about to say Zack Snyder, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's recent arc from the, store, uh, from the comics. Would you like to tell the lovely listeners at home a little bit about the instructions of this game? He says whilst knocking the board off the table. Not a very good hand model. No. Uh, basic instruction. So this is the basic setup. I'm going to get my pointer out. For those who aren't watching this on those YouTube, that that's his Apple Pencil. This is the Apple Pencil. Other pencils are available. So it's a pretty, it's a very straightforward game. So ultimately, the aim of the game is to defeat the villains or the supervillains. So Raish Al Ghul. Now, in a normal game setup, you would have eight supervillains. Yep. But for this setup, because I wasn't sure how long it would last for, I've gone for slightly less than that, just to time ourselves. But no matter how many you've got, you will always start with Raish Al Ghul. Okay. Other main points to work out. So this is our sort of our deck lineup. So you've got five cars, which we you, the aim is to sort of buy these cars and build up our deck. So you can buy these five, or you can buy a kit card as well. Cracky, we've got a lot of villains out here to uh, we have a lot of villains. to I buy. Didn't, didn't shuffle very well. It's probably that's my fault, really. And then to kick us off, we have got our starting hand, which is a hand of seven punches. Seven punches, which give you one power. Yep. And then some vulnerabilities, which do nothing, just to make you vulnerable. Yep. Essentially. So essentially, what you want to do is you want to get enough powers 
to knock out your bad guys and in order to knock out your bad guys you're going to buy powers from the lineup okie dokie straightforward now it sounds like it it's been a while since I've played this game but we it should come back to us we've played it enough times yeah so if you shuffle your starter deck with your punches and vulnerabilities yes and then for this round you're going to deal yourself five cards Do these go face down or face up? Well, these are your cards, so you, only you can see them. I'm going to pop them just slightly out of camera view. But before we go any further... We need to pick a hero. We need to pick a hero. Okay. So I, in my hand here, and I will shuffle these after, uh, we have Green Lantern, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg. Now, I suggested picking these before pressing record, but you thought that it may be better and less easy for me to be Batman if I was to shuffle them yep. and we select them at random. at random. As is the laws of nature. Okay. okay. We will discard these. And in three, two, one. Oh, the Flash and Cyborg. Okay. So each of the heroes has got a set ability, so which I'll tell you at the bottom. So the ability for Cyborg is if you play one or more superpowers during your turn, you get one plus power. If you play one or more equipment cards during your turn, you get to draw an extra card. For the Flash, I get to go first. And the first time a card tells you to draw one or more cards during each of your turns, draw an additional card. We'll sit him there. Okay, so I get to go first. I have dealt myself not a very useful hand, as you can see. But I will use my... Now, remind me, it's the cost of the, the card is the, the number in the grey box? Yes, so if you wanted to buy Doomsday, you would need the six... The cat flying across the camera? You would need six punches or six powers. Okay. If you Ackman, you'd only need three powers. Uh, I can't actually do anything. Grant. Because I only have power of two. Wonderful. So at the end of every turn, yes. you discard your hand. Into a discard pile, which is face up on the table. Okay, this becomes my discard pile. Yeah, and then before your next turn, you then do yourself another five cards. Which we only have ten, so we have five each time. Okay, so this becomes my hand. <clears throat> so I've got a reasonable hand, which I'll show the lovely viewers. So I've got three punches. So with my free three punches, I'm going to buy a kick. And a kick gives me two power. So I'm then going to discard that hand, uh, need a bigger table, <laughs> pop it there, and then I've got my next five. Okay, so I currently have a power of five in my hand, obviously, uh, which is not hard to work out if you saw the hand that I had before. So I am going to use three of those to buy Aquaman. Very good. Uh, and I can that goes straight into there, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, so I can't play him immediately. He has to go into my discard pile to come around again. 
That leaves me with a power of two, so I will take out Two-Face. Very nice. So we will replenish. So we've got a Suicide Squad and a Lobo. Lobo, the main man himself. Uh, whilst you do your next hand, I am going to shuffle my cards. And we're going to start talking about some news that has happened in the last couple of weeks. So... It has been pretty sparse the last couple of weeks for comic books. Um, you will likely know, if you are a comic book reader, that Diamond uh, Diamond Select, who is the main distributor, pretty much stopped delivering comic books when lockdown started. And so we've been, we've been running pretty low on comic books for the last few weeks, although DC has released uh, the Batman Adventures continue, the, the continuation of Batman the Animated Series. So we've read the first two issues of those. But DC has announced that this week it will be returning to selling comic books in stores again. So it's around a month that actually they have been out of stores. And DC has announced that it is going to start shipping again from the week of May 5th. We're going to have a number of comics that are out this week, including a new issue of The Flash, which is ironic, as that is who I am playing as. So um, they are doing this new deal, which I need to remember the details of. Um, they're going to be using two other companies other than Diamond who are not returning to stores just yet. So they're going to be using a company called Luna Distribution and another called UCS Comic Distributors. So we're not quite sure if physical comics are going to be able to get across from America to the UK just yet, just because of imports and exports. But certainly comic book stores in America are going to have comics again from this week. And uh, they will also be online digitally as well. So we will have comics again starting from this week. They have also announced that they are expanding their digital first comics which i will tell you about in just a minute once you have finished your turn i've finished ages ago oh okay it's me sorry you might interrupt your, your flow my flow okay cool so i have one, two. okay so i have got a power of four in my hand so i am going to use all of those and I, the other was a, uh, a vulnerability so I'm going to use that to pick up the Suicide Squad. So you'll see Harley Quinn. And this card gives me another plus two power and says if you have already played two other Suicide Squad cards this turn, each foe discards his hand. At the end of the game, this card is worth one VP for each Suicide Squad member in your deck. Very good. So I've got a power of five. And with my five, I am going to do something with it. What are you going to do? I'm going to get Scarecrow, I think, just because I can. So Scarecrow has plus two, and for an attack, each foe gains a weakness. So whenever I play that card, I will gain a weakness. Get a weakness. A weakness of a terrifying, fearful moment of your past. What else is in the news? So DC is expanding its digital first line. So they've been doing this for a little while. There's been certain comics that have obviously been released in digital before they've been released in print. So the the new Batman uh, Adventure Continue series is one of them. That's releasing in short chapters online first before it goes into stores. And they have announced that a number of comics which have not previously been in print are going to come to digital first. So there's going to be uh, series including... Uh, so you've got Aquaman Deep Dives by Steve Orlando 
There's going to be Wonder Woman, Agent of Peace by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti. Batman Gotham Knights featuring a story by Sal Giunta, Brad Meltzer and some art from Jim Lee and Scott Williams. There's a number of books that are going to be coming to digital first. Some of them are going to include brand new stories right from the get-go and others are going to be reprints of artwork that has been in some of the Walmart books that haven't been as easy to get hold of over here. So it's going to be a mix of different types. I'm going to pick up a Catwoman for two power. And I still have a power of... You may put any one card you buy or gain this turn into the top of your deck. Oh, Catwoman can go to the top of my deck because I'm also using Aquaman. I've got three power left, but actually I can't. Oh, I'll buy Kick. And that completes my hand. So Digital First is going to be starting pretty much straight away. And the, the difference with these books is that they're not going to be beholden to the Wednesday release date. They are going to be available throughout the week. So at certain points, there may be a different book releasing on each day of the week. So you might actually have new digital first comics from DC on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's a lot of uh, punches. I'm packing a punch with this one. I'm going to go for Cyborg because why not? Cyborg with Cyborg. Cyborg with Cyborg. It's a double Borg. So I only have three cards. So I have to turn these over and shuffle these. myself two more. So two, three, four. Not a great hand, I have to say. Choose even or odd. Reveal the top card of your deck. If the cost matches your choice, draw it. If not, discard it. So I'm gonna use two face. Uh, so Two-Face allows me to choose, I need to say it out loud, even or odd, and then reveal the top card of my deck. If the cost of this card matches my choice, draw it. If not, discard it. Zero is even. So I'm going to say even, and the cost is even. However, it's a starter, and it means nothing, so it doesn't actually help me in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so I have power of three. I, have, I only have power of four in this hand. So I am just going to pick up a kick. And that is me. Over to you. Grant, what else is in the news? Anything else happening? Uh, so, Marvel is the other thing that we need to pick up on in the news at this point. So, Marvel has shifted a whole bunch of its release dates, as we are completely aware, uh, due to the wonderful coronavirus that we are all currently living with. So... Much of Marvel's Phase 4 slate has shifted release dates. Everything has kind of stepped back slightly because of uh, Black Widow, which should have been in cinemas this weekend. As we are recording right now, we should have seen Black Widow by this point, and we'd probably be talking about it and had reviewed it, but not anymore. So Black Widow has now moved to November the 6th, 2020, from May the 1st. That November the 6th date was originally held by Marvel's The Eternals, so the Eternals shifts back to February 12th, 2021. That shifts back Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings to May the 7th, 2021. Morbius, which obviously isn't MCU per se, but is a Marvel Sony film, is now releasing on the 19th of March, 2021, having originally been due out this summer. Venom shifts back to June 25th, 2021. 
Spider-Man 3 moves to November the 5th, 2021. Thor Love and Thunder bumps back by, by so Shang-Chi moving into Thor, bumps Thor back to February the 11th, 2022, which bumps back Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness to March the 25th, 2022. Uh, so there's a lot. Black Panther 2 is, is now scheduled for May the 6th, 2022, and Captain Marvel 2 for July the 8th, 2022. It's quite a lot going on there. Wow. Every, basically, every, the domino effect is that everything has knocked the other films back one. But the question at the moment is, when do cinemas reopen? Because as we know, we've got Wonder Woman that's due out in August, but will the cinemas be open in time is that question. And actually, will people feel like wanting to go to the cinema that early on when they've only just gotten out of the house? Or, me, I will be in the cinema the second I'm able to. How do you feel about going back to the cinema? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think the whole thing's our sort of our understanding of normal will have to change. So I yep. think cinemas probably will open, but will we still be going to the cinema like we used to, or is it going to be a space between every person? Or true, absolutely. Which is almost like a logistical nightmare because if you go with somebody you live with, do you then have to have a space, or do you have two seats together in a space? I mean, it's a, I mean, we're just going to wait and see what happens, really. We are. So I'm going to play Power of Five. And then I have a sixth one, but actually it's meaningless because I can't buy anything. And I'm going to buy Arkham Asylum. Right, so that's a location card. This is a different type of card. So the location cards say, when you play this card, leave it in front of you for the rest of the game. So the ongoing effect of Arkham Asylum is that when you first play... a, When you play your first villain on each of your turns, draw a card. So you have to discard it for the first time. Do I? And then when and I put it in... Oh, then when I get to play it, I put it in front of me. Yeah. And when I play my first villain on each of my turns, which would be one of these red cards, uh, then I get to draw an extra card. Yeah. Okay, back over to you. Sorry, yeah, so you were saying about cinema. How do you feel about going back to the cinema? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what, what's the logistics of it like. Is it going to be a... Uh one seat between people is it going to be a reduced cinema size we'll just see what happens is it going to be a you have to wear a mask you don't wear a mask quite, how are you going to eat popcorn with a mask well I'm going to say I mean it'd be quite good for my waistline not to crack into a bag of minstrels because I'd have a mask on absolutely but it's at the same time it's not great for snacking and stuff like that as well to constantly be taking a mask on and off there's also a number of untitled Marvel movies that we've got coming up. So February the 17th, 2023, 5th of May, 2023, July 28th, 2023, and November the 4th, 2023. So another four Marvel films that are due out in 2023 that we don't know what they are as yet. Uh, I've got quite a good hand, actually. So I've got two, four, six, seven. So I'm going to buy Doomsday. You could have bought Lobo for seven. I know, but he's got a bigger power. <laughs> got to be tactical at this. You have indeed. Okie dokie. So, you may put anywhere, okay? Yep. I have got a power of two, three, four, five, six, seven. So, I am going to buy Kid Flash, who offers me the ability to draw another card as I'm playing, uh, but not this hand. Because he's fast. And I am also going to buy Supergirl, who features some rather cool artwork, actually. It's not one of the straight-up Supergirl character designs. So you may put a kick card from the kick stack into your hand. Again, next time round when I play it. 
So that is my whole hand, I think. What did I say? Seven. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep, that is my whole hand. So something that we've been doing a lot whilst we have been on lockdown is we've obviously been watching a lot of movies in the house and we've been joining in with lots of online tweet alongs. We've done a number. We did um, The Invisible Man with Universal, which was really successful. Uh, director Lee Winnell joined in on that one. We also did uh, Captain America Civil not Civil War, Winter Soldier, with We Have a Hulk, with Nicola and Chris. We've done Batman with Earth-9. We've done a few of them. But one of the others that we did was Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge. Uh, I always forget that there's a Legends in there. It's Mortal Kombat Legends, semicolon, Scorpion's Revenge, with Warner Brothers. So I thought we would do a bit of a chat, review type discussion as we play on that one. So... Briefly, as we're on the subject of Immortal Kombat, yes. I'm going to do one, two, three, four, five, six powers. And because I'm using Scarecrow... Scare I gain a weakness, thank you. A weakness. I'm going to get a blue ball. So, a weakness card, which features the Joker's lovely smile, as you can see just here, uh, reduces your score at the end of the game. So the idea is that you want to try and get cards that help you get rid of those as you go along. So Mortal Kombat, Scorpion's Revenge, is, as it says, it's a bit of an origin story for the character of Scorpion from the original games, which, can you believe it, go back to 1992, I think it is? Uh, I can't believe it. Uh, this film stars Jennifer Carpenter as Sonya Blade, you might know her from Dexter, Joel McHale, who you will get to know as Starman in the CW and DC Universe's Stargirl, as Johnny Cage, you've got Ike Amadi as Jax Briggs, Steve Blum as By Hand slash Sub-Zero, Art Butler as Shang Tsung, Darren DePaul as Quan Chi, Robert Atkin Downs as Kano, Grey Griffin, who does so many DC Comics voices, you would know her voice as Black Canary and many other DC characters, uh, as Kitana slash Satoshi Hasashi, Dave B. Mitchell as Raiden, Kevin Michael Richardson as Goro, uh, Jordan Rodriguez as Liu Kang, and Patrick Seitz as Hanzo Hasashi slash Scorpion. This isn't a very good hand to me. I've got two vulnerabilities in my hand, so I only have a power of four. So I'm going to pick up a kick. And that's all I'm going to do this go around. So what did you think of this film? Now, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Where are you on the classic beat-em-ups when it comes to consoles? Um, and I've got two. I'm going to find Catwoman. That's a good question. I was never a massive classic console beat em up, up player. player, I'll be honest with you. Okay. Um, I would probably say Mortal Kombat. That's good. Because I don't think I've actually ever played Street Fighter. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's in the film. <laughs> the appalling film. Right. So, Arkham Asylum has arrived. So I am now placing Arkham Asylum in front of me, where it will remain for the rest of the game. So I have to remember that when I play my first villain on each of my turns, I get to draw another card. Now, I don't have any villains in this hand, but it doesn't matter because this stays in front of me for the rest of the game. So I have a power of three, four, five. So I am going to buy... Uh, yes, I am going to buy the King of Atlantis because this will allow me to destroy a card in my discard pile, and if I do, 
plus three power on that turn, otherwise plus one power. Meaning, if I can get this in my hand at the same time as my weakness, then I will be able to get rid of it. Now there's a there's a special round this has happened. Where a cat joins the game? And where a cat destroys all cards, and you have to start again. <laughs> Over to you. So yeah, I mean, I'm not a massive um, beat-em-up fighting game. Uh, okay. What about you? What's, what's your preference? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say that my preference is... Uh, for probably Mortal Kombat because I think it's the slightly more violent of the two. Street Fighter is the classic one that's got a few more pop culture references in it. You know, you've got like your Hadouken and stuff like that that people will remember. Uh, but I think Mortal Kombat edges it out for me just because it was a little bit more violent and I like the whole uh, classic finishing move situation where you just get to do some really completely brutal things to the characters uh, that you're fighting against. Tara's quite excited for this film, and I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, what DC, DC it's not DC at all, it's Warner Brothers. What Warner Brothers are trying to do is start a similar animated universe to what they've got with the the DC animated universe. So this is that's why I think it's Mortal Kombat Legends is because this is the first of a series of films about the legendary characters of Mortal Kombat. Um, so it was interesting. I thought it was really interesting to see an origin story to uh, to the character of Scorpion. The opening scenes took me by surprise because I thought who I thought was going to then grow up to be Scorpion wasn't in fact him. It was his son, which is, sorry, spoiler territory there. Uh, just to say this is available on both digital and DVD and Blu-ray now. So you, hopefully you will have seen it before uh, before I completely spoil the film for you. But I think it's interesting to try and flesh out the idea of Mortal Kombat and give it... Because you know the whole thing with those games is there's not a lot of story. There'll be like a story mode which will be a, ah, we are going to fight, let's fight, and then fight. Uh, whereas I think it's quite interesting to try and add some more context to the whole idea of the franchise. Cool. I've got quite a beast of a hand. You do have quite a beast of a hand. So I've got three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, thirteen. So I'm going to defeat Raish. Yep. So eight. That leaves me with five left. Yes. And then with my five, I will buy a flash. And then discard. So our first villain has been defeated. So what and happens that leads now us to Deathstroke. We then have a first appearance. So when, after you've defeated the first villain, you then get a first appearance of the other villains. Because this is his way of breaking and be like, ah, I'm here. And the first appearance for Deathstroke is each player reveals his hand and destroys a hero, superpower or equipment card in his hand or use or the discard pile. So you've got to destroy a card on the plate. Oh no, any card. So it has to be a hero, superpower or equipment card. Oh no. Um. So when oh. you destroy a card... It's not like a case of it goes into your discard pile, it is gone for the whole game. So I'm going to destroy Catwoman, which is a phrase I thought I'd never say. <laughs> so she's off. Yep, I will also, because that's probably the easiest one to get rid of. So bye-bye, Catwoman. Is it my turn? It's your turn. So what do you think of the film? 
Uh, I really enjoyed it, actually. I watched this film... The first time I watched it, I actually watched it without you, didn't I? Because I watched it to make sure I had done my review. And I did it whilst I was on my lunch break whilst working from home. That one, two, three, four... I've got a pair of six. I can choose an even or odd and see what it is. I'm going to go even. It is, but it's a vulnerability, so it doesn't mean anything. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... So I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy Lobo. So I may destroy up to two cards in my hand and/or discard pile. And I really enjoyed it. It was actually a lot more. This was one of those films that I went into watching without kind of looking at, which I so rarely do, looking at what the rating of it was beforehand, as in what age range is it for. Uh, and I just presumed in my head it would be somewhere in the region of the PG-13 DCAU films. And actually. No, this is not safe for children whatsoever. No, no, it is not. And I was a bit like, oh, that's a, that's a bit gory. It is incredibly gory at times, yes. But I really enjoyed it. I think it's, I think it's a great representation of what people know of the franchise of Mortal Kombat, and a great continuation of it, and a great growth to make it into something more meaningful for an animated film series rather than just being action and gore for the sake of action. Yeah. Uh, so three, six, seven, eight. I'm gonna have me a Superman. Oh, there's a swamp thing for you to see. <laughs> okay, okay. So whilst I try and figure out what to do with my hand, why don't you tell us what you thought of this film when you first watched it? I've got Kid Flash, by the way, so I get to draw another card. Um, Which would be a weakness. Uh, not very helpful. Yeah, I quite liked it. Um, I wasn't really sure what to expect, to be honest with you. I wasn't expecting it to be that gory and that graphic about it, but yep. I quite liked it. I mean, I wasn't against it. I am going to buy Swamp Thing. And it was a nice sort of... It's quite a nice film to watch in these times where I don't really have to think about it. Yeah, this was actually a very good time to release a film like this because although there is the origin story for Scorpion in there, it's not like it foregoes everything that people will understand of Mortal Kombat in order to tell a character piece. There is a character piece that's in it, but it's in it as a bookend to the Mortal Kombat tournament itself. Nice, yeah. yeah. And I didn't know, I mean, having not played the games, I do remember watching the films though. When was the film? Was that 19... Oh, that's a good question. I could not tell you the answer off the top of my head. It feels very 90s. And it is very 90s. We are on camera, meaning I can't pause and Google it and then pretend like I knew what I was talking about. I know, you just have to wing it now. <laughs> so what you're saying, games were 92, it's probably around the same time as the games. It does, probably about 95, 96. Yeah, it feels very 90s when you watch it, because we watched the Honest trailer the other day and I was like, oh, I don't remember being this bad. Yes, the CGI in there. Uh, and that, that woman from Buffy, the... Uh, Oh, the teacher. The teacher. With the eggs. Yes. The mantis. Praying, Praying mantis, mantis lady. I can call her the mantipede, but that's not a thing. Mantipede? You've just invented something. Uh, your turn. What's me? Uh, again, I've got another beef of a round. So three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. Now, I could defeat Deathstroke. I think I will, actually. <laughs> Not that I'm in it to win it, so thank you, Deathstroke. Hold on, hold on. Discard, discard. We've got all flustered now. And that gives us the first appearance of the Joker. Oh no. Madness. 
not Caesar from Hunger Games. No, sorry. Okay, what does Joker make us do? I'm going to turn around. Uh, each player puts a card from his hand into the discard pile of the player on his left. If the card you receive has a cost of one or greater, put a weakness on the top of your deck. So you get a card where you put some... Basically, you give a card from your hand to oh, the other person. Discard pile. So if it's a cost of one... No, you've got to take it from your hand. Oh, okay. Each player takes a card from his hand and into the discard pile of the player to the left. So you basically you're taking one from there and putting it in my discard pile. I'm going to give you a vulnerability. I'm going to give you a punch. So, mind were they both cost zero, so they don't we don't have to take on a weakness. Perfect. That was friendly. That we'll was call friendly. that friendly fire. That was friendly fire. Does that mean that I have to do my next hand with only four cards though? Yes, because it's a joker and he's not a nice guy. Bum. Okay. Uh, so, whilst I figure out what I am going to do with my hand here, why don't we segue off from the game slightly and have a listen to an interview with Patrick Seitz, the voice of Scorpion from Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. Mm. Now, just to give you a bit of context, I was supposed to conduct this interview a couple of weeks ago, but as you all probably know from listening to us, or if you're first time, then uh, both Martin and I are NHS workers during the day. Uh, one of us does uh, a lot of work with patients and is um, an absolute saint at what we do. Yes, thank you. Um, oh, whilst <laughs> the other one is a finance manager. Uh, but I've recently been called back into work after five weeks of working from home and I'm uh, helping out coordinating cancer surgery for London right now. So unfortunately I couldn't do the interview and it was carried out for us by our roving reporter and friend of the show, Margot. So a huge thank you to her for doing that for us. So have a listen, see what he had to say about starring in Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge as Scorpion himself, and we will be back to continue our game of DC Deck Builder in a few minutes. So my first question would be, tell us a bit about where we find Scorpion at the beginning of Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge. Uh, we find him in a place that uh, is a little atypical in the, uh, the history of the franchise overall. He's uh... He's got uh, a wife and a child, and they are alive, and he seems relatively content with his life. Um, I don't think it's much of a spoiler to say that uh, that, uh, that idyllic scene is perhaps uh, short-lived. <laughs> <laughs> no, great. Um, and what can Mortal Kombat fans expect from the film? They can expect it's... Um, Thankfully, and I don't know by what sort of alchemy they, they pulled this off of making the movie, but they can expect um, not only the um, you know the, the, the characters uh, behaving in the ways they should, and the, the, the characters, the themes, and the tropes that they have come to love and expect over the course of the franchise. Um, but and again, I don't know how they do this. It, it feels it feels fresh for all of the familiar faces and uh, you know familiar. Themes, you know, again, I feel like it's not much of a spoiler to say they go to an island and there is a uh, fighting tournament, as one might expect from Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the fluidity, the animation, the, the, the art style with video games going photorealism, it's, it's sort of cool and fun and novel to look at something like this where um, the, the, 
the, the visuals are so stylized and see these familiar characters and situations played out that way. Um, I, I would not be, I would not be lying to say that delivers on the, uh, the violence that one would perhaps expect from a Mortal Kombat game or animated film. Um, yeah, it's, it's really sort of the, the best of both worlds. Everything that you would want and expect, but enough novelty to go like, oh, hey, cool, this isn't, this isn't a retread. I don't feel like I've, I've, I've been here a thousand times before, as it were. Mm. No, that's great. And how did you first hear about the project? Did you have any ideas from voicing the characters in, in character in previous games and, and about the potential and wider narrative for Scorpion? Uh, I auditioned for it and uh, uh, thankfully got, uh, got tapped to play <laughs> him again and uh, went in and, and uh, a lot of it was the sense of like, hey, you've, <laughs> you've played Scorpion before, you know what he's about. Um, the situations might be new, but definitely bring, bring your knowledge of the character and, and the, the, the time you've spent uh, mm. portraying him before to the table. You know, we're not even though there are sort of twists and turns that, that uh, people might not expect to watch here, we are not reinventing the wheel. We're not being precious like this is, this is a character who's all about capital inventions. And uh, that still that still holds true in this case. Um, and I got to uh, record it at a, a studio I'd worked at a bunch before with engineers I'd worked with before, a voice director that, uh, you know, Wes Gleason, who uh, I'd worked with before, and so always a great guy. So it was, it was very nice getting to... Uh, explore this movie with a character I knew and people I knew and a lot of that was just luck of the draw that there'd be so many, you know, familiar elements and familiar faces, uh, you know, in the proverbial crowd as I was doing it, which is always, always a nice feeling. Mm, definitely. Um, did having the backstory and arc for Scorpion in the script alter your approach to voicing the character at all? I don't know that it altered it, but it definitely enriched it. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, one of those actors who loves getting their hands on as much material as they can going into a thing, and sometimes that's possible, and sometimes it's not. And uh, you know, and I'm, I'm well aware from the acting side and the directing side too. I, I direct as well. Just that that trap that it can be of like if you can load up on too much information, and then you go in and maybe you're take on the character or a situation or what they're going for is, is different than what you've already sort of got in your head and it's ossified because you've done too much research. Um, but in a case like this, it really was, hey, you know the character, now it's just about exploring the particular beats in this particular film, which, again, was nice. It feels good to go in knowing what you're doing, um, which, <laughs> imposter syndrome, I don't know what you like to do, but we, we muddle through. <laughs> Um, and the film brilliantly recreates the brutal aesthetics from the games. Um, were there any highlights from the script or the games actually um, that you were excited to see brought to life in animation? Oh man, <sighs> tough! <laughs> so much of it again. So much of it with the, uh, the the fighting choreography in particular, because my brain just doesn't personally work that way. I. I I can't draw. I've never been good with you know, when you go into school theater choreography. Always takes me to be like, okay, that's their left leg. This is my left leg. Now I'm my right leg. Group. So to to be able to see, you know, when we recorded, we recorded first without the visuals, did the dialogue, did some of the sort of 
animated, and then we were able to, to chase the picture, so to speak, um, to, to make sure that we were giving them you know, specifically what they need for the, the, the fights. And just to see those play out in front, there's a, there's a, a, a fight sequence early on in the film, I think it's in the first 10 minutes easy, um, where you know, reading on the pages one thing was intense, and then when we got to, to, to see it animated, played out in front of me, they just let it roll for I think two, three minutes, which doesn't sound like a very long time, but uh, a lot, a lot of fighting, a lot of whooping ass happens in that two to three minutes. <laughs> uh, and we got to the end of that run, and I just looked at the glass and was like, "Damn, that's <laughs> ooh, that's intense." And there's still, you know, another like hour, hour twenty hours. There's just nothing left out for this. Where did it go from there? It's 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 just it's magic to me. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And last question. Thanks so much for your time. Um, if you could choose any other character in the Mortal Kombat franchise to voice, who would it be and why? Oh, man. That is, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. You know what? It would, it would probably be, and I'd, I'd make a hash of it, I'm sure this is not me saying I would write for a character, but mm. probably someone like Johnny Cage just because it is such a departure from... Scorpion and his his sort of brooding danger and violence. I mean, you got this guy with with his name, his own name tattooed across his chest, and wears sunglasses, and, and you know, half the time is going around looking for craft services at these tournaments. So, I think just in terms of of, of you know the the acting side of things, would be such a departure. I don't think I'd do a particularly good job of it, um, but it would definitely be a different, you know, a different day at the proverbial office than, uh, than Scorpion or a lot of the sort of violent, dark, brooding characters. Hmm. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was really great. Um, and yeah, I hope you have a lovely rest of the day. Thank you. you too. Pretty cool, eh? It was very impressive. And I think we're going to have maybe another guest or two coming up on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. We might do. Maybe to celebrate the release of Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. But, you know, I do not wish to ruin anything in terms of who we might have on the podcast coming up. That is very exciting. So, uh, welcome back. We've played a couple more rounds, and we're still waiting to defeat the Joker. We're not quite there yet. It is my turn. I've got Lobo in my hand, which means I may destroy up to two cards in my hand and or discard pile, and my weakness is in my hand, so this is destroyed. So it goes... I defeat you, Joker! It goes off to the cat, and we can kill. So I've got power of three, four... Uh, you may put a kick from the kickstand into your hand... Uh, so I've got three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've got power of ten, so I could actually take out the Joker right now, but we're not quite there yet, I don't think. Uh, so I am going to pick up Suicide Squad and Solomon Grundy. Or actually, do I think I was in change? No, I'm not. I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to get the Penguin. And I'm going to get Wonder Woman. I was surprised you didn't go for Wonder Woman instantly. So Wonder Woman gains all villains with a cost of seven or less from the lineup in front of me. Meaning that right now I would get Riddler, Solomon Grundy and Suicide Squad all in one go. Oh no, it's not villain. No, it's equipment, that one. So who was your favourite character in this film? Oh, good question. 
Uh, I like the Iceman. I've always liked the Iceman. That was why I thought you were a Mortal Kombat gamer, because I knew that you were a fan of Sub-Zero. Yeah, I think I liked him from the 90s film. Yeah, that makes sense. But I've, I've just got good memories of watching the 90s film, weirdly with my nana okay. and my uncle. Obviously it was my nana's choice, she was just forced to watch it. I love how this table is covered in cat hair, even though we cleaned it before we started playing, and the cat has only briefly passed by it. He just needs to look at it, it's like here. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I think he's my favourite, just because it brings back childhood memories. Who's your favourite? I was going to say though, he's not really a very nice man in this film. No, though, is he's he? not. I mean, but you know, it's not very nice. Nobody's really very nice in this film, I don't think, other than the actor man. But he's just a bit like, oh, don't know why I'm here. Well, I was going to say, so Johnny Cage is probably my favourite character just because he's so funny. The fact that they managed to spend the entire, almost the entire of the film, with him believing he was on a film set, I just thought was hilarious. I thought it was really well written in that respect. Um, and that he, Joel McHale, just plays it really, really well. But when doesn't he? Um, at some point we will get to talk about his appearance in Stargirl mm. oh yeah so I've got uh, three, six, seven, eight. so I'm going to get myself what am I going to get myself what do I fancy what am I for I love Solomon Grundy for six born on a Monday he was born on a Monday and uh, that's it really because mm. I've not got enough for anybody else okie dokie I've got two vulnerabilities in my hand so no use to anyone uh, I also have uh, King of Atlantis. So I may do destroy a card in my discard pile. Uh, if I do, I gain three power, otherwise power of one. I don't think I have anything in my discard pile that I wish to destroy. Actually, yeah, do you know what? I'll destroy... What did it say? Was it one? One. It's Lobo that allows me to destroy more. Please, destroy my vulnerability. Ooh, pew, pew, pew. Gone. So I have a power of three for doing that. Four, five. I don't have another vulnerability, so I have power of five. I'm going to pick up Oliver Queen, the green arrow. Uh, Features some classic green arrow artwork there. So he has a power of two, and at the end of the game, if you have four or more other heroes in your deck, this card is worth five points towards winning. So we're getting to the point in the game now where it's coming down to the wire, and then we need to start thinking about... End game. End game points. Now, the only way you win is when you get the highest amount of star points in your card. So, as you can see, a punch card has a star value of zero, hopefully pointing at the camera. Who knows? Uh, so, you top those up at the end of the game, and that's how you figure out who is the actual winner. So, you can be your strategic player, where you kind of hammer the villain deck because they've got the biggest star points. Or yep. you're a bit more in the long game kind of guy, where you look at some of these cards. So, things like the Super Strengths have got two points, or the Suicide Squad cards as a, it's an accumulator. Yes. So, the more you've got, the more points you get, so type of thing. Almost, you kind of work out who your friends are in a game. I feel like I'm on QVC. <laughs> it comes in this lovely box. It does come in a lovely box. It does come in a lovely box. We can show you the inside in a minute. Uh, oh, it's me, isn't it? It is your turn. So I've got one. Uh, I've got a vulnerability, which is useless. And then one, two, three, four, five. Um, can't really do very much. So I think I'll buy a Suicide Squad, just because it's within my price range. And we'll flip it over. And then it's back to you. Okay. Count the table. Count the table. So... When you play your first villain on each of your turns, draw a card. So actually, I'm just going to put Harley Quinn down, Suicide Squad, because that is a villain card. So because I played a villain, I get to draw a card. Uh, meaning I have Two-Face, 
So actually, with little room on the table, I need to shuffle my deck here. Apologies for ruining your wonderful organisation. I forget there was a cat who was about to do the same thing. So. Uh, I get to do the even or odd again because two faces now in my hand. So I'm going to guess that the card at the top of my deck is going to be uh, even. Ah, it is odd. So I do not get to use penguin. Uh, okay, but I have power of three, four, five, six. And if I control a location, I have a power of plus five. So I have a power of 11 right now. Uh, so I'm going to pick up a super strength, seven. And I'm going to pick up the Riddler, eight, nine, ten. That was a good round. That was a good round for me, actually. So who was your favourite character in... We've just done that, but I will tell you again. It was definitely uh, Johnny... Johnny Cash? Johnny Johnny Cage. Oh, was I, I wasn't there. I was a cat. I wasn't <laughs> uh, I just... I really liked the way he was written, and I just thought it was really funny the way they did his they did his role, and it was it was unexpected. But what I was just about to ask you was, what did you actually think of the violence? Uh, did you did you feel it was fitting for more, for what you know of Mortal Kombat? Did you think it was excessive for for an animated film? What did you what did you think of it? And did you actually, to be fair as well, given the number of times they used the the line sort of like finish him and the finishing moves and stuff like the the X ray bits where you know you would kind of see inside and see the bones break? Did you, did you think it? It felt enough Mortal Kombat, not enough Mortal Kombat, too much. How well? How? What did you think? It felt very Mortal Kombat. Like if it couldn't get any more mortal, if it tried. In its combat. Yeah, in its combat, and I, I quite like the X-ray stuff because I thought it was really cool. It was very cool. I I wasn't expecting them to do that, and I thought it was it was really interesting when it first happened, and then I was just like. <gasps> And did they do that in the game? Yes. So that is something taken from the games. Quite often when you do a finishing move, like when you make contact with somebody, it will flash and you will see all the bones and you will see everything break exactly how it shows in the film. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I quite like that. Very cool, though. I mean, a bit Your of warning. Uh, one, two, three, four, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Uh-oh. Do I do it? Do I go on for the killing blow? Or the killing joke? <laughs> if you must... Are we there? Have we reached that point? Go for I don't it. Anything else you want to talk about? What's your final thoughts on... Oh, yeah. So I gave this a score of 7 out of 10. My verdict was, Mortal Kombat Legends offers a brutal but powerful glimpse into the potential animated universe. Taking well-known characters from the franchise, it masterfully adapts the violence of the games with a guttural glee. Yeah, that's a good term. Guttural glee. Yes. I just thought it was... Yeah. It was very, very guttural and very brutal. Very guttural. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing that I was going to talk to you about, if we had enough time uh, before this finished, was what have you been reading during lockdown? Not that you've been in lockdown, uh, not that I'm in lockdown anymore, but what have you been reading? What have I been reading? This or, hang on, what have you been watching, reading, seeing, doing, as the Hulks would say? Yeah. So, reading nothing, because um, I don't have the concentration to read anything at the minute, unless it's a, a journal article, which is probably not the form that you want to hear about. Uh, watching again. We don't watch. I've not watched anything new, apart from Mortal Kombat. Apart from Mortal Kombat and Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Yeah, and that as well. But you know what I mean. Like I don't. I think I feel like I've gone back to old things. Yes. 
this is the time when you rewatch the things that you haven't had time to rewatch in a long time. Well, not even that. I mean, I just rewatch things that just sort of are nice, easy watches that I can just switch off. Like, oh, I watch a bit of that because it's funny. And I've yeah. Like, so that we're rewatching all of Harry Potter. I think yes. iTunes have taken all of my money. Yes. So we've started through the things that I have bought. Yep. So we've got massive rewatch of Harry Potter. Um, I've rewatched Fringe TV series, all five seasons. Uh, I'm on season four of Bones. <laughs> I'm on season two of Arrow. Yeah. I've finished season one of Star Trek Discovery. There's been a lot of rewatching going on. I've not done that level of rewatching. I've only managed to rewatch. Um, I've managed to rewatch Peter K. Car Share, which is always a nice little chuckle. And I'm, I appear to be halfway through like a still game rewatch again. <laughs> Are you going to take this turn, by the way? I'm not working the chat. Um, what else were we watching? Were we watching Buffy and Angel? Classics, yes. And Alias. Alias. We're starting season Alias. two. Starting series two. That's about it, really. What else? Oh, the one thing we have watched is new is Stargirl. Yes, we'll probably have to save ourselves to talk about that in a future episode. Stargirl will premiere on DC Universe in the US on the 18th of May and then shows its first episode the following night again on the CW if you're watching on network TV rather than DC Universe. We have seen episodes one, two, three so far. Uh, you can see my first impressions of the series uh, up on the website now, which is www.getyourcomicon.co.uk. I will also have reviews of each of the individual episodes coming out as well. We've also done a uh, special get to know the characters piece, so you can get to know some of the main characters who are going to be in the series. And we've just published all of the cast portraits as well, so we're, we're, we're hyping up Stargirl. Nice. But I have to say, from what I've seen so far, I'm I'm very, very happy with what DC Universe has done with this one again. Women truly deserves the hype. It certainly does. And in Mortal Kombat style, I am going to finish him and have the Joker. Okay. Which brings an end to our deck building adventure. So now what we need to do is we have to go through the cards which we have in our discard pile and our hand. And we have to count up the number of gold stars that we have in the corner. So... What I'm going to quickly do is just clear the table so that there's a little bit more room. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, don't mix them up too much. <laughs> I'll get in trouble later for how I have mixed the cards. I've got to get them back in the box. So, I have a total of one for Arkham Asylum, one for King of Atlantis, punch cards are zero, Aquaman is another one, vulnerabilities are also a zero, super strength for two, now, for Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn, it says if you've already played two Suicide Squads in, in this turn, each foe discards his hand, which was to do with the main game. But at the end of the game, this card is worth one VP for each Suicide Squad in your deck. So currently she's worth one. I think I have another one. So I'm going to put these up as actually, let's do this in a particular order. So these are the cards worth one. And these are those worth more and other. So... Zero, 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 zero. At the end of the game, if you have four or more other heroes in your deck, then this is worth five. Lobo is worth two. So, I only had one Suicide Squad, so she is only worth one. I did have four or more other heroes because, as you will see, I have got in my... Oh, I've picked up my, uh, my flash card. As you'll see, I do also have Diana, 
I've got Kara, I've got Wally, and I've got Swamp Thing as well as Aquaman. So Green Arrow is worth five points, so that is six. Seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 for me. And you're about to say something like 46. <clears throat> I've not counted yet, so... Okay, go. My vulnerabilities are zero. My punches are also zero. I'm trying to count. <laughs> Sorry, so, I'm organising. I'm going to have to get my shoes and socks over there. Uh, Why? Well, fingers and toes. Oh, okay. it's a reference. Okay, Sorry. Yeah. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Well, I've got one of these, so eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Oh, that was close. Bosh. Twenty-four to thirty. Well matched. Congratulations. Well done. Well done. Sam. Well played. Well done. So in the vein of Mortal Kombat, you have been finished. Finish him! Ugh. Okay, so I will let you put those away neatly in the box. Yes. Uh, and we will just say thank you for watching us play at DC Deck Builder from Cryptozoic Entertainment. This is a very, very, very fun game. And I'm looking forward to playing the uh, Dark Knight Metal version when it comes out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, that is one that I will sneakily make sure I have on pre-order so that it arrives very, very soon, as, or as soon as anything is allowed to arrive from America, might I add. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with uh, another episode, our usual show. We'll try and, we're trying our best to stick to a normal routine, but it's very difficult when we are both NHS workers during the day at the same time, because, you know, there's quite a lot going on at the moment. But thank you very much for tuning in. Next time we're hoping to talk about Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Uh, as I said, we may or may not have uh, an interview or two that play along with that. And uh, we'll be talking about Stargirl as well. And I've realised we've been watching a lot of Harley Quinn and we've not really spoken about that show all that oh, much, yeah. the animated series. So, uh, unusually for us, it might have to be some sort of DC special next time around. And we'll, <laughs> we'll cover all of DC's current entries into... Uh, film and TV. I mean, to be fair, there's not a lot that's happening in the world of Marvel right now. They're yeah. very much shut down, whereas DC happen to have a lot of stuff up and running. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's not it's not for lack of trying. So, until next time, Super Friends, thanks for joining in, and uh, head out and get this game and give it a go, and let us know what you think. Bye! Bye.